made it happen, bro. What's going on, Steve? Steven, let me turn this shit down. Steven Weiss in the building. How's it going, brother? Can't complain, man. Can't complain, you know? Just another day fucking above fucking ground. You know what I mean? Fucking, uh, how's Morel out there in fucking Atlantic City, dude? Busy. Busy. You wouldn't know that the world shut down. Why is that? I, mean, I haven't been in the casino yet, but otherwise, Atlantic City's pretty packed. So, yeah, the casinos aren't, uh, are the casinos open or are they? 25% capacity. Um, kind of curious as to what that looks like. I live in Atlantic City, but it, it, to get to the casinos just seems like a chore anymore. But, uh, yeah, they're at 25%, but you're not allowed to smoke. You're not allowed to have drinks. Um, you can't have drinks? <laughs> nobody fuck? wants to gamble when they're not drunk. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, why even open, you know? Makes exactly. No Borgata said that Borgata decided not to open because you can't have indoor restaurants, and that's one of the things that they're known for. So they're saying if you're not going to get the full experience, we're not even going to open. Yeah, dude, that that's crazy, man. That's crazy. This whole this whole thing, man. It's just uh, I don't I don't know. I don't even know what to make of it anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I stopped. I try to like, dude. When it first happened, this whole fucking whatever the fuck. We got going on here. Um, you know, I was very consumed by it, you know, in a, in a crazy fucking way. And uh, I had to unplug from it, dude. Like, it was bad. Like, it was real bad. But I don't know. This COVID to me in the beginning was just like, ah, uh, 20, like 2020 for me started being like shit January 20th when my my Tahoe got T-boned <laughs> in Detroit. In and Detroit? It's just been one fucked up catastrophe after another where COVID was just bad. Ah, that was March. <laughs> yeah. That's just another, another, you know, another month, another day, you know, whatever. COVID, when they expected it, basically that's all we were worried about. And it just, every day I kept saying, well, this was yesterday. And now look at us today. Imagine what tomorrow is going to bring. And then me and my girl living uh, situation, we kind of like living on two different parts because of COVID. We're both in the same area of Atlantic City, but not living together. And that kind of started on April 1st when we moved. And it just kept, then that was April. And May, yeah, May was so bad. I don't even remember it. I'm glad I have a short term memory because <laughs> I, May being really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it, it has been crazy to say the least. I mean, um, you know, I mean, luckily, I mean, for me, I mean, you know, I, I'm obviously, you know, in a band and shit like that. We've been keeping things moving. And that's like the the main fucking way I've been staying sane, dude. It's like if I didn't have music and through all this shit, I've built like what we're doing now. So it's it's kind of been a blessing for me. But at the same time, it's like, you know what I mean? It's I don't know what it's going to look like. And every I know, time I know exactly what you mean, I kind of felt like it was a blessing for what we were doing as well. We had. From March of last year to March of this year, we were doing like so well. And then from like May, I don't like May, June, July of last year, we went on like a string to where they, when they were North Step shows, we were doing at least 100 people, 200 people. That it was just, we were, this, the local music scene was blowing up. Yeah. Uh, that, 
bringing in outside promoters so that we could have like more people coming in and working with more people. And then we kind of ran out of our own shows. Honestly, <laughs> the, the last show we did was really good. We were like walking out the doors, turning out the lights to the world on that last show. Um, what day, what day was I, that? I ran out of show ideas after that one. So kind of having this all shut down happen gave me a chance to re, like, re-energize and get a new show idea. What, uh, what date was that last show that you had? March 14th. March 14th. Yeah, ironically enough, that was our last show, too. I can't do it. I said, if this turns out to be nothing, I'd be mad. But worse, if it turns out to be something and we're shut down for a long period of time and we had we had the opportunity to have one more show legally, yeah. I was going to do it. Yeah. And then later, everything got shut down. Dude, that's, that's crazy as hell because... We are first show, like, back. Um, there's, you know, a whole bunch of fucking backstory to this band. But our first show essentially back, and our last show was March 14th. And, dude, it was the same way. It was like, yo, if we have the opportunity to play while we still can, we're going to just run it, dude. Well, so. I'm just so glad that that show was, like, because it was the St. Patty's Day Parade. And I think I had, like, 17 acts. And I think Jeez. 11 of them wound up going on because we were, like, adding some and bands were dropping. We had a band drop the day of. Um, people just got scared, like, that week before. And it was, like, yeah. from a week. You went from, yeah, old people are going to die if you get anywhere near them to everybody's going to die. Run for your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. So I was like, yeah, well, if this is the case. Uh, and we're all going to die. We're going to do one more and have a, a great time. And a lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up, and I don't think any of them caught COVID. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, dude, that... Ah, oh, man. I hope not, man. You know? Um, you know, we had... A, South Jersey at the time, and it was a lot of South Jersey people that were there, or uh, people that were in the area. So, yeah. I don't... Yeah. We did have a lot of people, though. We had a lot of people, because one side of the bar had music that where you paid, and the other side of the bar had music where you didn't pay, and we had close to 200 people on the one side, and I know there was 200 people that only went on the other side at least because everybody that came in. That's what I love about the place, Beret. If you go to the, I, I don't, I'm not sure if you ever worked the door, there's going to be people that don't want to pay, and then they wind up going to another bar. With Beret, if they don't want to pay, they just go to the same bar on the other side. Oh, that's sick. Is there any, like, I mean, obviously, if you pay, there's incentives, but, like, is there, if you don't pay, what, you just get to watch the act or, or like, what? That? <laughs> different rooms you know you basically you stay into the bar that's about 125 seat cap mm -hmm. um and then the venue itself it's a 300 persons venue and the doors are like shut i mean you can hear it when it's the louder music but no you can still it's like two separate bars that are connected that are in the same but from the outside you wouldn't know it was two different bars but when you get inside you have the venue and then you have like the sidebar i guess you could call it right we call it the room since we started doing like acoustic shows right before Everything went to hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to say the like, least, bro. Like, part of like every part of these stories is going to end with and then COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, I mean, dude, that's just I don't know. I mean, I know like you're you're like on the front lines of like trying to and dude, I I I've been talking to the guys about this. I hold a lot of hope that you know. Cause like I said, you're you're on the front lines of trying to bring back some type of live shows, however that looks. In Atlantic City, it's just unfortunately, it's 
not on four, whatever. It's all cover bands because they have people want to get out. They want to go out. Original right. music is there to bring people to the venue. Nobody's right. going to go see a band that they've never heard of. So when we bring 200 people, that's 200 people that came to the city just for this show. Right. Just for local, independent, original music. Mm-hmm. Cover bands are going to come in and play to people, 200 people that are already going to be there no matter what. And you got to try to keep them. Right. And that's what you're doing right now. So it's really tough trying to get an original music show going. Uh, we did the one on Memorial Day in the parking lot, which I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit. But that's it. It's just, it's just I got to get creative to be able to do anything. Yeah. And, what do you think about uh, what do you think about streaming and everything like that? Like streaming shows and hosting like one big event, everything online. I mean, I to me, I hope it doesn't come to that, but. I mean, it looks like for now, at least for the time being, like that's what it's going to be. I mean, I don't know if you have any thoughts on like everyone going digital and streaming. We did the one. I hated every minute of it. Yeah. I mean, I get, I get its purpose, but it's just, I, my whole idea was to like do the viewing parties and then throughout the viewing party, have everybody invite to try to get as many people to watch as possible. And I think we would have been able to do that, but. I don't know. It just, it just didn't have the same feel to me. It really didn't. And um, you're in original music. You understand. There's not really. Just, trust me. There's no money in it for me either. It's, yeah. <laughs> this is passion for me as well. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of had a couple good shows, but even a couple good shows, they barely pay my phone bill. Yeah. Um, so, but it's all about passion, and there's just none there. With them. we were getting all crazy and trying to. My team slowed me down, not slowed me down, but slowed us down too, because everybody, they have, I respect everybody's feelings towards this, and I understand it. Yeah. Sometimes frustrating because some, because it doesn't all think the same way, but we had everything to where we were going to do something different. We were going to have like um, medical professionals, politicians, police officers, all coming in and talking about what's going on during all this, and then have the music as well, but then it was like, we, I don't know. We had everything going. I don't even know how that stopped happening. I guess there's just, again, it's all about a passion, and I just didn't have the passion for it. After that first one, doing remotes, we were going to have it to where it was seamless, and it all sounded fun, but then it was like, I don't know. It just seemed fake. It seemed artificial. It just didn't seem right. It yeah. really did. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a huge difference, dude. I mean obviously you know being out to a live show you know hearing the crowd and hearing that live music and that feel and that energy of the room and and everything everything that goes along with that i mean we've done a few streams you know but uh like you said dude it's nothing like the real thing i mean after you're done playing you're looking around at the guys and you're like you know i guess we move on to the next song should we wait for a comment like the fuck It's crazy. See, my whole thing is, I don't if if you watch me watch a show, I'm watching the people, I'm mm-hmm. watching the crowd because I want to see how they're reacting to the show that we put on. Right. And uh, I like I'm an energy vampire. Like I like to like um, get people all happy and excited and enjoying themselves, and then that energy gives me energy, and it's a beautiful thing. And I, that's the only that's basically the payoff. Right. If I was making millions of dollars doing live streams, then I'd be like, "All right, it's a job," and it still wouldn't be the same passion. Yeah, it still wouldn't. 
job. I'd be like passionate about the fact I would get a million dollars than than we were putting on a show because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really feel like a show. So, I mean, how lo- how long have you been uh, doing music promotions and and you know everything that goes along with that? What's a little backstory on that? Our sixth anniversary. Sixth anniversary. Uh, yeah. Nice. So what is that? 2014. Um, the probably my birthday that year. Well, no, not probably. Right before that, we bump into a friend of mine who I've been hanging out with. For, I guess now going on almost 30 years. Um, he's told me that in the places we used to hang out back in our early 20s, had like a big festival that weekend with music and stuff. And I was like, what are you talking about? When I went there, we just went there to drink. <laughs> and so I went there with me and my girlfriend, Noran, where Nora Step comes from. Um, Noran and Steven, anybody mm-hmm. pick up on that. But uh, we went and I was like, holy shit, how did I become a part of this? So we would give um, touring acts that would come like from out of town. We'd give them a place to stay. And our apartment was like, 700 to 900 square feet tops and one time we had a ska band in there and you can imagine yeah <laughs> and i'm like six five eleven at the time i was 230 pounds and i was like the smallest guy in the room too Jesus. so yeah, they all stayed in the living room but and uh and then just hanging out it, that's kind of how we got involved and then we just did a halloween show coming up on six years ago and then it was all downhill. It's like the energy. I was like, ah, I can't not do this. I yeah. can't not do this. Yeah, you found your niche, dude. Like, you know, and and that's cool, man, because it's like, I don't know, like, especially like the local scene needs a lot more people like you, you know? It's like, okay. you know, there's... Here, it was it was dying. It was because yeah. there was a lot of repetition. I'm sure it was like everywhere because it's not wasn't just Atlantic City. But in Atlantic City, you had like two venues and six promoters and a lot a lot of it because I was guilty as well. I don't, I didn't know what I was doing. I just showed up to a show one day and said, hey, I want to do this some more. <laughs> but everybody was like booking the same bands and it just got very repetitious because the seat, nobody, I don't know. I don't know why, why this happened this way. Uh, when we came here, that's how it was happening. Right. So we got to the point where I'm like, you know, uh, I want to start book. We booked a, we booked a festival. <laughs> we had 120 bands of which 111 showed up and played. I'm very proud of that fact right there. Um, how many days? Because, how many days was that festival? 111 bands. Jesus. Three days over two venues uh, and five stages. Jesus, dude. Yeah, we had oil wrestling. That <laughs> <laughs> my art. My motto was like, we need to do something new, innovative, or exclusive. So bringing in something that wasn't music was how we kind of separated ourselves from all the other shows that and like on that festival i would i didn't like the first 75 bands happened in the first 36 hours and i listened to every single band and made contact that's why everybody showed up you book 120 bands and only nine cancellations that's because i stayed in contact with 120 bands for the entire time i think it was like three months prior was when i booked the first band and stayed in touch with everybody just to make sure we were all like just getting the energy going and everybody was going to be there because um, I was learning how to do it on that festival. I'm like, well, let me see how to do it on, on the, because I could talk to people. Right. Um, and yeah, but that's back to the oil wrestling. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was during a slow period of the, of the day. 
Um, it, it wasn't supposed to be that way, but it also made me learn how to deal with problems that arise during a show because there were a lot. And oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, to say the least. And what happened is once you start having some problems, the fans that you had that were sticking around after their band played starts to set out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they were all still in the area because when we started going around letting people know that there was going to be oil wrestling, it was like so quiet. <laughs> so then I went to go to where everybody was, and when I came back, the one venue from Oz, I'm not sure how if you've ever if you've been to that one in Atlantic City, it's been closed for about four years now. But I went in there, and the one floor was so packed with people. It was just amazing. It was probably the most thickest crowd <laughs> of anything I've ever done. And it seemed like right before there, there was nobody in any of the venues. And then all of a sudden, like the whole city showed up. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's crazy, well, man. You... Story on how that ended, because I was there. Like, it was me and the owner were there as like the security. And it ended when a finger slipped. Oh. Yeah, they actually had uh, audience participation. Participation. And the one dude slipped the finger, and the girl started punching him in the face with her cast. Oh my god, dude! She had a cast. It was funny. I, I was, I got, yeah. Dude, see, that's the thing, man. Oh my god, man. I mean, not that, and specifically, but just the whole experience, dude. It's like fuck. But that is, I mean, that innovative way of like doing something like an oil rest, oil wrestling, or whatever. I mean, just yeah, where well, I got to be the guy holding the fire blanket. <laughs> What's a fire blanket? It's in case she caught on fire, it would put her out. Oh, oh, okay. One of those, one of those guys. <laughs> okay, so it should be the anti-fire the blanket. An- <laughs> fire blanket. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so, I mean. I mean, with the live performances, you know, now being at a complete halt, I mean, you've 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 done actually some pretty interesting things. Like you were talking about that Memorial Day show, um, and dude, you, you were you were showing me some things, and I, I was seeing some things on people on rooftops and in like parking uh-huh. garages. I'm like, yo, like, you know, I'm down. Sign me we're up. We're probably gonna parking garage again this weekend. They have. Um a couple events at Showboat uh, in Atlantic City, and the director of sales and marketing is going to watch to see the fire chief, fire marshal, um, if he hands out a lot of tickets for people violating anything. Uh, they're going to be really close to the numbers. Uh, guidelines are something I love to push and, and, and interpret my own way and then manipulate them to stay within the rule of law. Right. And... Uh, so what is so at Showboat right now? You said what? It's at twenty five percent capacity. Well, I have no idea where they're getting their numbers. I know on the roof because there's really what is the capacity of a garage roof? Right. We can get one hundred and twenty two people up there right now, and that would be including staff. We're trying okay. well, they're trying, and which means I'm going to help try if I can mm-hmm. push it to five. But then there's also like a sand lot on the side of the building, which is where we're going to be doing wrestling. Hopefully, if this fire marshal isn't handing out tickets like their coupons, we'll be all right. Um, but that would be a 500-person capacity, and that's like a huge open outdoor space. Right. Uh, so I have no idea. It's supposed to be 25%, but what is five, 500? Is there supposed to be 2,000 people that can fit in this outside lot? I don't think so, but 
if that's 25%, makes 500. So that would mean 888 can be on that roof. I would never want to be up there with 888 people at full capacity. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Where they're getting. What, what kind of. Even, they yeah. have an event indoors, indoors, um, where the fire marshal is going to be there watching it, which means it's legal. And I have no idea. How, I, I, as of prior to this meeting that we just had, I didn't even know that was a thing, that you could be indoors. Yeah. Um, so, so that kind of set off a lot of little bells and whistles for me, meaning that original music will be back sooner than we think. Really? Do you have? I a- think so. The fact that we could do shit indoors—that's where original music belongs, indoors. Yeah. And because we got to get people from outside to come inside. Right. If we loud noise, people outside are just going to gravitate to it. Right. <laughs> right. What kind? What kind of like? I mean, I know you've been doing a lot of scouting around the area and stuff like that. And, you know, looking indoor, outdoor, you know, everything that you could possibly be doing. But, like, what are the exact, you know, safety, quote-unquote, precautions that need to be taken, you know? Well, I know even with the 20, like, even if you're within your capacity limits, you got to, you, it's designed for you to fail. It's designed for you to fail, so you just have to be on your best behavior and hope you only get a warning. Because the wrestling event that was just in the lot where we did the uh, Memorial Day drive-up show, they were under the 250 people or the 200, whatever it was that they were allowed to have. They were like just under that, but it was clumping that they got in trouble for. Um, Clump- which, what's clumping? Clumping is just people gathering together in smaller areas. Like uh, it, okay. I don't understand. It would People are going to hang out with, with their people right. or meet new people and hang out with them for a little bit. It's kind of how a three-hour event happens. And yeah. I don't know how you don't clump. That's what I'm saying. It's designed for us to fail. There's no way. They, they want you to walk into a venue, sit down at your table, and watch the music, which means you can't have original music because original music, you're going, you're paying your $10 or $5 to go to a three-hour show. Mm-hmm. So you're there for the entire time, but when you have limit limited number of tables and you're making your money on the food, the people that are going to be there for three hours, if they ate, they ate right away. Or even if they did, it's still only one person eating at that or one group at that table eating. Yeah. You can't have a music without people moving around, and that's I can't have music in my opinion. We're back yeah. to fucking Footloose right here. Do you know what that reference is? If you don't, look up the movie Footloose, and we're back in it. You're not allowed to dance, and you go to jail. <laughs> and sorry about that. <laughs> Untamed venue. They were just following the guidelines. You have to be seated, and they book a dead tribute band. And I don't know if you've ever seen Deadheads. Yeah. They're not going to stay seated. <laughs> at all. They went into the middle of the street if they wanted to dance, and at which time their table was given to another paying customer they were gone and so when they came back they're like uh, i don't fucking think so and that you can't not dance with music yeah. I, I can't believe we have put loose look it up <laughs> i i've seen the movie a while ago i i do know what you're referencing though 100 percent. it's insane that you can't you get in trouble for dancing it's, yeah i mean uh, this is like a world that, that dude we're dancing thought, yeah like you said Perfect reference. Yeah, I'm not allowed to have fun. Right, right. It, it's it's I don't know. It's all bonkers right now, man. Like, 
Honestly, my see, I'm a very optimistic person. I like to stay optimistic and, uh, you know, just try to see the best out of everything. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I was, I was really, like, I was really convinced that by August, maybe September, you know, everything would kind of start going back to normal. But now because it's... Virus, it should be gone with the summer. Nobody gets the flu in August. Right. Right. I mean, you get seasonal allergies, but I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. But to me, honestly, this is just my personal opinion. Um, I th- I don't think like live shows like as we know it are gonna be back for. Uh, to me, I think like by like Christmas time, like in full. What did you think by how? Hold on, I'm grabbing a beer. Okay, yeah, grab a beer. It's right here. I'm gonna pour myself another bottle of. Buffalo Trace. There you go. So, um, it depends on what your definition of how we know them. Because, honestly, I'm being told that there's 250 and 500 person caps and then inside rooms that I can get 100 to 200. I think the cap inside was 100. We're original music. 100 is a target number for me. So, I'm happy to shoot for 100 every show. We had a venue that the capacity on its liquor license was 40 people. And we, so we aim for like 75 every show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all a matter of, you can put this, a really good show together aiming for 75 people to show up because you just get like one and a half good locals and then two, like meaning a half, meaning it's a full band. Yeah. But you know, with maybe like a 20 person draw and then you get a local with like a 50 person draw and then you bring in two bands from out of town. There's your 75 people. Boom. Right there. Yeah. I and mean, get bands from, out of town that have a 50 to 75 person draw, but you know, they're not going to bring them from Chicago. Right. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, no, that's, that's definitely doable. You know, a hundred percent. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't see why there wouldn't be a reason with the right safety precautions taken. I mean, with, with the fire marshals and everything, are they like requesting, like you do like temperature checks and wearing masks or is it just like come in? They're sitting there because, the, yeah, there was, yeah, I'm going to get a crash course on exactly what they need after this weekend because um, they're going to be under a microscope and that's where I'm going to be. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to the guy and let him know, yeah, I need to observe this so we can figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Uh, because the one place, it's a hundred person cap. I think it's like a, that's not, it's like, it's a hundred person cap on like a thousand a 2,000 person room. Mm-hmm. And you, the sound system, because it's used for like, uh, the, you ever hear celebrity boxing? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it was used for that and it has all these speakers like in a square area. It's just, it could be really set up really well for music. Um, yeah, I just, I think with that though, it's like, are we going to be able to have food and drink? Are you going to have a three hour concert? Are we even going to be allowed to sell water? I, I don't know. It's, Original music really doesn't need it. The house shows can do what they do. It's just like, what are we going to do while we're there other than music is the problem. Yeah, I mean, staying creative, I guess. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, there, there's a bunch of things that I guess you could do. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if oil, oil wrestling is going to be the way to go. But, um, <laughs> I think it is. Well, yeah? maybe not. 
not adhering to guidelines, though. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Oil wrestling might not be the way to go. <laughs> but no, you could definitely, I don't know. I mean, fuck. Build like a, a half pipe. We have professional wrestlers that we are basically involved with the setup and everything. Well, well, as soon as we book it, we'll know more. Because I told them, I said, anything that you can't do with the comp- your company, come to me first to see what we can do. Because I know a lot of people that would love that business that live in Atlantic City that could do it for you. Um, so now we're like part of wrestling. It'll be the second time we've been somewhat part of wrestling. Uh, that's how you get involved with a lot of things. You're like, hey, can I get your electric for you? And then now yeah. we're being... We got tapped to, uh, to get locations for him. I took the group on a little tour of Atlantic City for different locations. Mm-hmm. On, a buddy of mine is going to be, I don't know, he's going to do promos. I told him, I said, get him, on the, get him in there announcing stuff. And I don't know, that's going to be funny in itself. But <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling meets music. He's on my friend list, 420 Cowboy. <laughs> Shout out 420 Cowboy, look him up. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, if it were me, you could like build some like crazy skate parks and shit and fucking, you know what I mean? Like if it's outdoors, I mean, if it's indoors, I mean, I don't know what you'd be able to do with well, that. But the roof, the whole roof show that we did was because they were having like um, the outlaw um, garage races, but it wasn't outlawed; it was actually allowed. Um, wow. And they were like doing solemn races down into the parking garage because it wasn't being used. You weren't going to be afraid of getting hit by a car. Yeah. And they came to us because they were from Santa Fe and uh, I'm Atlantic City. So we, we were their ear, eyes and ears in Atlantic City. And then I asked him if we could like put music up there. And he goes, well, how would you do that? I'm like, well, if I can generate my own budget, I guarantee you I can do it. So that's how that happened. And that I'm saying that because you're mentioning skates, they're coming back to Atlantic City. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's fucking dope, dude. That's fucking dope, man. I mean, dude, you don't have you have no idea, dude. Like how much? I mean, not even just like you know musicians, dude. I mean, the whole fucking entertainment world isn't just like a fucking free fall right now, but it gives me hope. And this is the reason why I like to stay optimistic is because there's people like you out there on the fucking front lines, fucking doing what you got to do to bring this shit back, man. And it's, you know, my hat's off to you, you know, seriously, it's not easy doing what you do. No, it's not, but it's the fact that it's not easy. It makes it fun. Um, I don't know. I've always been a creative person and, and then, uh, being a creative person in the world of creativity and, and my contribution is just the uh, different ideas and then having people help me bring them to fruition is, is what I love to do. Um, I don't think I have the attention span to actually be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, you, you don't play anything, do you? No. You know, <laughs> when I was in like the third or fourth grade, they gave you this test that they, I guess was required before they would allow you to take an instrument. Everybody passed. They went to my mom and said, maybe he should try to look at something else. <laughs> the only kid ever that didn't pass the test to be able to take a musical in- instrument. Oh, my <laughs> They're God. Like, it's like beyond tone deaf. We would play the same note back to back, and he would say different things. <laughs> yo, that's fucking hilarious, yo. What, uh, what instrument were you? Tr- did you fail at, per se? 
nothing. It didn't even get that far. Basically, <laughs> we were just to be able to, be, to even decide. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it basically, it was like pitch and tone and, and everything. With my ears. I, my, I've always had bad ears, so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's hard, too, like. It, like me, man, I, I don't I don't know how I've made it this far in music. My attention span is shorter than a freaking squirrel. You know what I mean? But I'd say if I had an assistant, I would be dangerous because I got yeah. a million ideas and I'm trying to put them all into action at the same time. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's the way I am, man. It's like, especially now more than ever, expect, like when people are, you know, confined to their homes or what have you and, you know, like... You got a captive audience. Yeah, you got you have to capture it and st- with the whole live streaming. If we had a captive audience, and then it, I don't know, man. Again, the passion, the passion wasn't there. If the passion was there, then maybe, but it just didn't seem like the creativity. You're just gonna continue to do what everybody else is doing, and we tried to get creative, and it ah, wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't there. If this is, if this is li- well, no, because it's not life. Because there are things out there that mm-hmm. we can do. And I'd rather be the one guy putting on shows for people that want to go to a show and make it safe for everybody than uh, if we're allowed, I'm going to do it. Let me tell you, though, bro, like there I I mean, if everything works the way it's, you know, that you could probably see it in your mind, if everything works out that way, I guarantee that whole place will be sold out, you know, 100 percent. The ideas we have is have people floating out in the bay, and have the band play on the balcony. Yeah, that's all. Sense. And what are what are kills COVID? Didn't you hear? <laughs> yeah. Well, damn. I mean, is that what they said at the beginning? Drink a lot of water so you can swallow the COVID and let your stomach take care of it. Yeah. That was so long ago that that bullshit was what they were telling us. I it know. Still sounds. Oh, my stomach acid. Can we just rub stomach acid all over our faces <laughs> and be okay? Dude, it's a, no one's on the same page with this thing, and that's what's just fucking everybody up. Who's on the same book with this thing? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. It literally. I'm, I believe it. I think it's dangerous. I think we should be taking precautions, but I also believe that we are getting seventy-five percent bullshit, twenty-five percent truth. But we don't know which is which, so how are we supposed to know what to do? And right. I think that's by design. I think it's absolutely by design, and uh. Honestly, I think the only way we cure COVID is to cure our our political issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one way, man. I mean, there's a lot. Even if it's 100 percent real and deadly, the vaccine will become politicized. Oh yeah, it already is, and it's not even there. You know. And it's, I just so yeah. <laughs> no, it's well, too. I. I, mean, I in my opinion, I mean, I, I, to me, I think it's real in in a way and, and deadly, like they say. But it, it's it's fucking weird because how it hits people, you know, it could hit an eighty five year old grandma. She works, she walks it off in a day, but it could, you know, have the worst effects on a thirty five year old healthy, you know, name it, you name it. COVID nineteen is actually COVID fifty five by now. Every <laughs> time they hear it. Oh, young people aren't getting affected. Oh, well, we need to change the formula a little bit. Then. <laughs> That's just one of my conspiracy theories. I have no proof of that. I just like I, I love coming up with different plausible outcomes for every situation I put myself in. So COVID has been one of those fun things that it's like my bullshit conspiracy theories sound more truthful than your truth. Yeah. 
And, dude, vice but versa. Why not? Sound like you're making shit up, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I could do the same thing, man. Uh-huh. You know? It, because you got on the back of your name, you're supposed to be believed more? Yeah, obviously, but still. I <laughs> yeah. mean, it sounds like you're making the shit up, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, I, God damn, dude. It's such a fucking... It's such a mind fuck, man, and it's... We gotta get back to normal life. Whatever which way that looks. I mean... I don't know. There's another conspiracy theory that makes more sense than the truth is all of this is so that they can usher in the new the new life. We're going to go cashless. That is 100% to do with it's going to be a result of COVID. It's absolutely going to be. The, the money's dirty. we got a coin shortage. We're going to do everything digital. It's safer that way. We's going to go cashless. Yeah. Uh, that why COVID was created? No, but I absolutely think that they're going to take advantage of that to get close get to what they want quicker and cash is used them unless it's made of actual gold which i saw money that's now made of actual gold that's being like accepted yeah uh yeah uh but yeah it, our dollars are worthless it's a good an agreed upon price ten dollars is ten dollars because you and i say it's ten dollars there's nothing that backs it up right right yeah man i i actually i i do agree with you on that because i I see, especially now, I mean, with it, it all started back, obviously, in March with everything being shut down. But, you know, it scared me then because of what people were saying, how deadly it was, yada, yada. Then after a couple days, a couple weeks went by, you know, things weren't... We weren't at 10 million dead like they expected. Right, exactly. And then it just becomes like this government overreach where it's like, oh, well, we got them where we want them now. Let's fucking, you know, work out what we're trying to do. Exactly. It's like uh, this wasn't created for all these changes, but the changes are definitely being, they're, they're definitely taking advantage of the situation to get some of the stuff in, which is why it's, I, I can't believe any of it because it all, even if a little bit of it is bullshit because they want to, get an executive order in there, then how do you trust any of it? Yeah. Uh, it's like, that's our country. And that's why it's so fucking believable is because our country's been lying to us before, long before either one of us were even on this planet. Yep. And now with social media, it's like, we can see that they're lying to us, but now they just put out some bullshit stories to go along with it. So now you don't know which lie is the lie. And if you pay, if you speak about any of them, you're looking like the same asshole that's posting the thing that, uh, 5G is causing COVID, so we all go. We can't have no more kids, and America's done. And now the communists come in and take over without us having any kids. Yeah. So I mean, that's as ridiculous as anything else. And but that's what they throw out there. So the guy that says um, that the deaths by COVID are being fabricated so that they can get more government money. Yes, people are dying, but not as many as they say. Right. Uh, I sound just as crazy as the guy saying 5G sending aliens down here to give me COVID. Yeah. Yeah, man. And especially now, too, like you touched on, like with social media and everything like that, you could, you know, you see these high political figures and even celebrities at that. But now in a world like where, you know, people are just getting getting the heck, so to speak. They're just getting thrown off, canceled, dropped by this, dropped by that. If you're, dude, it's just like in such a fucking shambles right now. I mean... Yeah, that's why you got to be careful. I choose my words carefully until I'm actually talking. Like, that's why I love texting. I can choose my words carefully. Yeah. But I stand by my person. I, I know I love people. I know yeah. I love all people. Yeah. I know that my intentions are good. 
So if anybody tries to cancel me, it's like, dude, you better be 100% fucking sure about what you're saying because this cancel culture shit has me pissed off because you can just say whatever the fuck you want and somebody's canceled. Bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to start attacking people that I know are good people. If they get called out of their character, I'm going to say press charges. We set a precedent. Press charges. We'll have people fucking locked up for calling you whatever. You can't just, like, the, the big one is racist. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of racist the world not as many people not as many as the people are being called out of their name and out of their character uh there's people that just don't agree with somebody and then somebody's going to throw that word around well that word can get you fired from your your place of employment it can get you canceled from gigs it can do a lot of damage i had a friend of mine that got somebody got mad at him and they called him the pedo word <laughs> and it's absolutely untrue but he started calling bars to try to get this guy's gigs canceled Jesus. you can't do that and I think there should be fucking repercussions. If you're going to call somebody something out of their character without any proof, you, you, you can still hurt them. And I think cancel culture should be penalized by some whatever. Uh, looks like he went on hold. Hey, you back? Yeah, I got a call. It's all good. It's <laughs> I all declined good. it. Yeah, he must have known. He's probably watching. This doesn't go live, right? Because he's always the one that calls me that tells me I'm doing something. <laughs> No, nah, we're we're not live right now. No, it, it, I can't it, hear you though. What's going on? Why can't I hear you? You can't hear me now. No, you went very low. Very low. Let's see Damn, here. Dave, you messed up my fucking feed. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hold on. Let's figure this out. I mean, I can't... on the bottom. I just can't hear you. There's you. There's me. Can't hear me. Yeah, I can hear you, but very, 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 very low. Fuck. Let me see here. Run this up a little bit. How's that? Nope. You didn't even raise any. Wow. Huh. Probably on my end since, I mean, I don't even understand. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to raise the volume on my end. I mean, are, are, you, a are you able to hear me like at all still? I can hear you, but it's so low, and my hearing's not so great, so I'm not even... All right, well, we could wrap, because we've, we've had, I mean, a lot of good talking points, and I don't want to, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, like, midstream fucking shut everything down of what we've been talking about, but, um, I mean, general outline, what do you got going on next two, three months? How does it look for shows, local shows, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like, how does it look... What do you got planned? What's in store? And, you know, what, what's the way out? All right, well, um, next three months. That's July, August, September. That basically should have been the time Bure was damaged. The, the, the local music scene that was considered dead that was back so vibrant. It was a hot spot for local and touring independent Original music. People were coming to Bure. It was well known. We had some live, or some bigger acts. Saliva was awesome. Uh, that kind of built some momentum for us to have a really good time. And the summer was supposed to be incredible, and then it didn't happen. So the next three months is finding new ways to make original music happen. We uh, toured Showboat in Atlantic City for a professional wrestling company to come in and. Uh, do a show in uh, was it, August 23rd, and during that process, we checked out a couple other places uh, that I want to go back and talk to them again, saying, let's do some original music, 
Uh, I'm not going to make you a lot of money, but I'll get you some people here and go make some money and they'll come back and it's invisible music and you can be a part of the industry, a part of keeping people's dreams alive. Right. Um, we have open mics are going to be a thing. I think they start coming back. I think that's how a lot of original musicians are going to have to get, get their stuff out there with open mics. I was at one last night with my girl, Michelle Tomko. She's Shout cool. out. And funniest person on the planet. <laughs> and she had an open mic last night. It's going to definitely be on the forefront of that. Uh, coincidentally, she's also probably going to be the host of the wrestling event I just mentioned. There's beach bars all over Atlantic City. That's yeah. outdoors. They're already doing cover music. I'm going to start asking for a Tuesday. Give me a Tuesday to do some original. What day don't you have people here? Let me bring in some original music. That's how we did it with Proud Mary's. I'm like, you have nobody in here from 6 to 2. Let us come in here and do original music. Um, out. With Showboat also having some indoor spots, um, it's tough. How do you keep people seated for an original music event? But maybe we can, I don't know, we'll figure that out. But the next three months, it's, it's getting creative. That's what the next three months bring. Uh, coming together with other like-minded, like-minded people uh, to figure out what ways to, to do things. You might not even have an idea right now, but if we're sitting here talking and then I say something that hits on something that you're like, oh my God, but Maybe not that, but how about we did this? And then that's the new way music happens. Mm-hmm. That's it. We, you, you said it yourself. There's not many live music events out there. And the more we do live music events, the more they say, oh, no, you're not allowed to do that. Right. So getting creative, inventing new ways to get people to go out and enjoy a show. I remember five years ago, if you had six people at, at a three-band show, it was like, oh, my God, we were packed. Well, maybe we go back to that for a little while. We have a house show where maybe only 15, 20 people from two bands come out and we all get drunk, have some food, and, and enjoy some music. Um, the live streaming, the only way I'm going to get on board with live streaming is if we're live streaming an actual event because most of what I get enjoyment out of is watching people enjoy themselves and you can't really see that through a camera. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, essentially, you know, essentially you're, it's like going to be like, starting from the ground up, you know, but hey, man, I'm in it, you know, for right now, um, especially right now, I'm in it not for the money or anything like that. I'm, yeah, I'm in it for the exposure, man. Like, I'm in it to, like, just have, if there's six people at my show, you know what I mean? That's six new people that wouldn't have normally heard my band, you know, if... in any other time. So, dude, like I said, I, I'm in it not for the money right now. I'm in it for the exposure more than anything. And like I said, I mean, it's people like you who keep me optimistic about this, you know, sort of thing. Like I said, I do applaud you for everything that you're doing. And, I, you know, well, thank you. my my hand's always out, man. If, if you ever need Ooh. any help... Or anything like that. I'm only like 25 minutes away from you. Like I said, I got a house right, the island right across from you that you could see. So, I mean, you know, whatever you need, man. Because, like, see me? Yeah. yeah, I can oh. see you. There you are. There we are. I just, well, that was weird. All of a sudden, it lost it. I lost you completely. I only heard you, and now I can hear you better. Oh, boy. I love it. It's all good. <laughs> But no, nah, I mean, like I said, man, you know, 
exposure more than anything. I could give two shits about, you know, whatever money I come to make in the next whatever couple months, I'm, I'll donate it. You know what I mean? At least my portion anyway. I can't speak for anyone else, but at least for me, uh-huh. I'll, I'll fucking donate it back to the scene just so we could just keep this fucking thing afloat, I guess, you know? Yeah. Hold on. Give me two seconds. I got to figure out my charger. Yeah, do your thing, man. I love Skype interviews. There's always something that happens. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't realize how low my battery was. Oh, yeah. That, got- that wouldn't be good. All right. You see me now? Is my head in the way of that light behind me? Oh, there yeah. Perfect. Per- we're back on course, man. We're steering this shit. Look at it. Boom. Steering the shit, man. That's how you got to do it. How you got to fucking do it. Got a little tour of my 1920s Yeah, yeah. Tell everyone about that, cause you were t- you were telling me a little bit. I thought it was fucking dope, but I I feel like you would you would obviously explain it a lot better than I can. So let that rock. All right. So life had me living in a hotel, and then a friend of mine invited me. To stay at his place, which is a speakeasy from the 1920s during the original Prohibition. Now that we're in the 20s again, we have another Prohibition. Um, But we're right on the bay in Atlantic City. Al Capone people would drive up under the bay port to drop off the liquor while Al Capone and Nucky Johnson would be drinking at the bar right downstairs. That's fucking crazy, dude. And it was actually connected to the brothel right next door. <laughs> nice, dude. So that's where you're. Uh, I think you were you were telling me like you were scouting out that place too to bring bring it back like full circle. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the space that it had the bar. He, um, we already had a comedy show in here for my birthday that was technically not allowed, even though we we pushed the guidelines ten people. That was, we were allowed to have, that was when 10 people were allowed to gather and we oh. had exactly 10 people. Oh, God. 10 people. Uh, yeah. God forbid. Trying to be when your audience is only nine people and everybody thinks they're funny, she had a very rough time of that. <laughs> Holy shit. That was not good. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool place. And this is where I would do the thing where you're on the balcony with the fans being, or the crowd being out in the, out in the water on flotation devices. Um, those were the two shows I would do here. There would be like a house show um, and then the Bay show. Yeah. So, I definitely think house shows may come back before big venue shows uh, because I still can't imagine they can really, they can't mandate your home i don't think i mean they're gonna but still i don't think they have the right to they don't have the right to do a lot of the shit they're doing but once they come into your home then then we gotta fight back yeah oh absolutely 100 percent. yeah i i i sure as hell don't hope it gets to that point i mean but who the fuck knows because i don't think i never thought it'd get to this point that where we're at now and so like to me anything is fucking possible dude you know Anything. Yeah. Well, and we, we we and you know like you said. I mean, we we have to you know just keep fucking. We have to fight and fucking you know say what the fuck we believe in and stand by that. If not, this shit is just and then, gonna. 
it's not all use the COVID virus as their new way to suicide people, and if we get too close to the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, that too. Was saying something about the Clinton, the next thing you know, he caught COVID and died in ten minutes. Yeah, man. That's another my insane conspiracy theory that the Clintons created COVID because the suicide stories just weren't being bought anymore, so they needed a new way to kill all their enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's so many. You, yeah, are, you, I'm just <laughs> are you on? Uh, you ever check out Q? I see some of his stuff. It's just it's like again, another one of them things. Which which is him? Which is the twelve year old kid? They say he is. Which it seems more like a group, but even that is like misinformation. You hear people saying it's the CIA to, to flood the world with misinformation. So anything that you do read into, don't let it be the only way you think. Make sure you like get ideas from all sides. Because yeah. what I do know is he's not saying anything that's completely bullshit I don't think or at least isn't at least plausible if yeah. something's plausible it's probably closer to the truth than the truth yeah yeah and that's a lot of people don't want to believe it a lot of people just want to pass it off for you know whatever or they just choose not to even dive down that rabbit hole I'm not one of them dude I down dive down millions of rabbit holes but I don't stop at one, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like you said, you have to be able to fucking, you know, do your due diligence, get the information that you're searching for, but not just from one particular thing. You know what I mean? That's why social media to me, it's like, that's crazy too, because it just gives people an open, an open, pretty much like a loaded machine gun ready to go at all times, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's bizarre. Uh, it's like interrupted. Uh, like a platform to spew whatever you want without anybody being able to say no until you're done. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy though because I don't know. I mean, doing like streams and and you got to be really careful like what you do, what you put on and everything because even social media, like they'll, they take your shit down or they don't, you know, put it in their fucking, you know, uh, their algorithm or whatever. And... So even that, dude, you have to be like tiptoe around some certain I'm things. I'm trying to tiptoe on hand grenades because it's like I hear people get Facebook jail all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I've actually said we need to pull politicians out of their home on Facebook and haven't gotten that. You did say back. that. What do you have to do to get a Facebook page? I mean, apparently they like me. Yeah. Or I hide through the algorithm. I was like, I wasn't that like you're one of your like most liked posts or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. nuts. That's awesome. You did. Everybody's say thinking it. Nobody's stupid enough to say it. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the politicians in this country are part of a very sick fucking cult <laughs> that yeah. can disappear you at any given time, and that's not even a joke. <laughs> no, that's facts. That's life. That's, that's life in America. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just first, like I said, for so long, we just have been given this, um, you know, propaganda and with, you know, entertainment. And there's a lot of distractions that, you know, doesn't allow us to see what's behind the curtain. But, you know, when there's nothing to do and people are confined to their homes, the curtain gets kind of peeled back layer by layer and then some shit starts coming out. And, and that's, when that happens, that's why they start giving you 20 other 
plausible, crazy stories so that the truth, truthful, crazy story gets lost in all the jibber-jabber. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. Man, they fucking told us there were aliens, dude. The, <laughs> the government said, hey, we have proof that they're UFOs. And people are like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, Sasquatch is in my backyard. Whatever. Yeah, it's like... I, I've known there's been aliens ever since they come for Sunday dinner. Don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking right, dude. I love it. Oh, man. It's, dude, I don't know. I, I hope we could steer the ship out of this. You know, I mean, you have a lot of great ideas, like I said. Um, and like I, like, like I mentioned, you know, I'm a, you have you know me on you know Facebook. I have your number now. You got my Skype. We we have information. If you ever need a hand with anything, don't feel. Well, you, we are gonna need a hand, so yeah, we are. We're absolutely gonna need a hand. It's, we don't nothing get done by one person alone. Yeah, you know I, I'm totally on board because you know it, it affects you know it affects everyone, but and it affects people like me, affects people like you, and. And a lot more other people that's behind the scenes doing this work. And I think I've seen a stat somewhere that uh, somewhere in the entertainment world or freelancing or whatever you want to call it. I think it was like 60 million or 6 million or 60 million. I could be wrong. One of those two numbers is how many people are affected by this. And, and like we were talking about earlier, no, you know, that doesn't when things are running smooth, that doesn't really, you know, the light's not shed on that, on, on what goes behind putting on a show, you know? Dude, you don't know how many people have asked, what do you even do? You don't do anything. Yeah. Those places don't have music anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, just out, like you're saying, like just out, you know, scouting out places and talking to fire marshals and trying to figure out this, that, and the third. You know, I mean, five, four or five months ago, I mean, you were just booking away i bet like you said you were running strong for a while yeah so i mean i hope and i pray like i say I, i'm a very optimistic person and i hope and i pray we can get through this and find a way out of it if we got to start from scratch with six people at a show or however many people to just get to that next level you know so be it i guess for now but you're in the ship so here's a great analogy even if we can't Avoid the iceberg. We're going to be playing the fucking fiddle. The ship goes down. Hey, uh, this is how the world ends. We're going to be. We're going to have music. It'll be the soundtrack to the end of the world. We'll be the soundtrack to the end of the world. Yo, you couldn't have said that any better, man. There will still be music. Music will go on. Well, Even if we're all animals to start coming out playing music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the aliens will be playing right alongside with us, dude. Right? <laughs> what alien? Who told you? Who told you that? <laughs> Yo, man. Steven, bro, it was awesome fucking having you on. I appreciate the time as always. I appreciate the shit you do in the fucking AC community, in the local scene community, and just, you know, the effort that you put into this to try to keep it from fucking not being a thing anymore. You know what I mean? You know? It, it, well, it, fingers it, crossed, October 3rd, Green Jello in Del Delaware County. So. Green Joe. Green Jello. Oh, Green Jello. Let me in. No, uh, whatever. Anyway, if you were old like me, you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> but the if, since, okay, that doesn't ring any bells. He's telling me there's going to be 31 other bands on that festival. Oh, okay. 
kind of blocked that light. I don't know which way to go. The camera's backwards. You're left. So, yeah, right where you are now is good. Yeah. Right where I'm at. Yeah, you're good there. Um, yeah, so that's October 3rd, and you got 31, 32 yeah. bands there? No, I don't have it. I'm, I'm just the guy that helped them book Green Jello, and I'll send other bands their way. So, But it's all about the whole you got to have food with beer and weird things. Like Pennsylvania kind of took a couple steps back as well. So who knows what it's going to be like. But October 3rd is the, in the plan, in the works, in the idea stage of the festival in Delaware County, Delco, uh, where Green Jello will headline. Look it up. The Punk Rock Puppet Show. Look that shit up everywhere. Green Jello in this bitch. October 3rd. Hopefully that is a fucking popping show. And it's everything that, you know, we've been missing this whole time. You know, hopefully it hits. You know? Yes. Send in love to Green Jello. Steven Weiss, it's been fucking real. Um, yeah, man. I, pre- I appreciate your time. Appreciate the time as always. And like I said, reach out. Reach out if you need anything, dude. I'm here. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. It was, a pre- it was a pleasure having you on, man. It was a pleasure being on. Thank you. Yep. Another episode of In the Paint. Peace. Okay, <laughs>